DarbyCast. It's a Europe Tuesday. You're here. This one could be a short one, could be a long one. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm, per usual, on a Europe Tuesday, feeling it. Feeling it. Part of me is wondering, what am I going to be deplatformed? When are they just going to rip me off you know, Spotify or or Apple Podcasts or Google Play, but you you can't you can't dwell on that too much. You just got to keep shooting your shots and uh, and you just kind of go for it. You go for it. This evening, I'm reflecting on my time that I've spent in Europe over the years, and I was thinking about Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, when I was in uh, Barcelona many years ago, I went to Cirque du Soleil and I noticed uh, I noticed the ringleader. And his showmanship. And I was like, dude, you see this act every fucking night. You see the practices, you know what's going on, but you put this face of amazement on. And I'm just wondering how the hell you do it. You know, kind of going back to Wild Card Friday last week, I'm talking about how I'm a little burnt out and bludgeoned to hell with too much content, becoming a little disillusion with things and and it made me think about this uh possibly you know I'll say probably French ringleader we'll call him Pierre and he's seen it all okay Pierre has seen it all and you're saying has he seen dragons and I'm like of course he's seen dragons you idiot why would you ask a question like that why would you waste both of our time on a question like that, boy, that's, that's pretty immature. Am I right? So I'm thinking, I'm like, how does a guy like Pierre, how does he hack it? How does he put on that smiley face? How does he, uh, what, what keeps him going? How does he put on that look of astonishment and amazement? Is he faking it or is it real? Is it authentic? Is he just, is he vibing off the crowd? What is it, Pierre? Reveal your secrets. Come on, man. Throw me a bone. How do you keep your how do you keep your vibe so strong? Let's like give let's kind of fill out Pierre as a complete person. So Pierre, he's probably about 12, 13 years old. He runs away from home in France. He takes the freshest baguette out of the kitchen. He crunches it and goes, and it's and it's like <laughs> boom. And then he's off. He's off. He's tired of the bureaucracy in France and how France is just really devolving into a chaotic, failed state. And Pierre's like, I'm going to join the circus. What choice did he really have? And I want you to draw parallels between yourself and Pierre at every possible step of the way. If you can, I'll fill in some of the blanks, but... I want you to really feel what Pierre's feeling. You know, he probably originally wanted to, who knows, maybe um, open his own smoke shop. No, no, not reefer. Just cigarettes. Pierre's classy. Pierre is a classy fella. And yeah, that's how he, uh, that's probably how he ran away from home. The clothes on his back and a carton of cigarettes, some lucky strikes, a nice, uh, nice lighter. He gets the, the heck out of Belly. He's probably living in the 17th arrondissement. And he says, I've had enough of you, 17th arrondissement. And so he splits. He joins a circus. 
and that's that's cool for a while. It's satiating him. He's enjoying these uh, little Chinese trapeze artists and all the hijinks and hoodwinks that come with their light, playful nature. There's like they were born as octuplets. They're one one mind in eight bodies, and they know how to create human pyramids and play with oversized weird yo-yos that look it up. Kyle, why do those yo-yos, why is that considered a yo-yo? That's no Duncan uh, yo-yo with a ball bearing that you could sleep for days, walk the dog, eat spaghetti, rock the cradle, but they're doing cool tricks too. I don't know. I guess whatever. But Pierre, he's, He's into the circus. He's in it for the thrill, much like many of you. You just say maybe on the internet for a thrill, or you think life's gonna be great, and then you realize like ah, things are things kind of suck a lot of places. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do something else. Then you go do whatever. You get your thrills in. Maybe you're not doing it the same way that Pierre's doing it. Maybe you just get addicted to drugs. Eh, maybe that's your circus. Maybe that's your fucking circus is you just get addicted to drugs or God knows what. But eventually it gets old. You got to figure out a way to kind of reset. And the best way to do that, if you really want to know, take a page out of Pierre's book. Pierre goes to Switzerland, says, all right, Chinese kids or uh, tiny adults. Kyle, what's the correct? uh, What are you supposed to call midgets? Little people, not dwarfs, hobbits. Shire folk, gnomes, none of the above. Avoid those words at all costs. It will get me in trouble. Okay, very good, Kyle. Thank you. So, you know what Pierre does? He goes into the Swiss Alps and he just goes on these nature hikes. He's not doing what the Chinese kids are doing, the octuplets. You know, because that lane's open. If you're in Europe, you want to blow off some steam, you go straight to a rave. You got some German people there and they're like, won't you like house music? And, uh, and I think that's, uh, it's not a bad time, but it's not going to give you the full reset. It's not going to give Pierre the full reset that he needs. Yeah. Maybe that'll do it for the little Chinese octuplets. Maybe they just need to take some acid and roll around in a grassy grove. Well, there's a whole lot of like, lady vocals on top of a heavy bass line being like you can be anything you want you can dream you can fucking dance you can lick anything you can suck other things and it's kind of like these are these songs i don't think anybody's really listening to the lyrics i i could i want to say that's true of most genres of music i think people they they kind of they tune out what what's actually being said and and i get it because there's some weird shit being said but that's not pierre's vibe pierre is not about that vibe so he goes to the swiss alps he says my rave is solitude it's like pierre that's deep bro that's deep and he's like i know i know all right i'll I'll catch you guys later because pierre as much as as much as Pierre needs to get away from the circus from time to time to like reset his zeal for life, that's where he's at his best. Okay. So Pierre, occasionally he's got to go inward. He's got to 
take some time and go to the Swiss Alps and go on a hike, crack out the ice picks, scamper up the Matterhorn. I don't want to tell you about a, a time that Pierre went into the Swiss Alps and he said, no, 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 I, I don't feel like climbing. Not on this trip. You're saying, well, what did he do? What, what did Pierre do? And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Of course, I'm going to tell you. Pierre decides, well, instead of, instead of going above, I'm going to go below. It's like, Pierre, you, sir, are a deep, brooding soul. I thought you were this, this circus lunatic with comical facial expressions acting contrivedly surprised at things you've seen hundreds, if not thousands of times. But little did I know that you were this sage, this monk who retreated into the Alps to reset, to recharge, refresh. I'm going to tell you about Pierre's journey into a cave. Pierre goes into the cave. It's damp in there. It's dank and dewy. And Pierre's like, this doesn't scare me. I'm a great guy. Very self-assured. Pretty impressive. So he spelunks his way deeper into the cave because that is the proper verb to use. Deeper he goes and darker it gets. What a metaphor. And he's going deeper and deeper into this cave. And he's uh, soon there is no light coming from the mouth of the cave. And what does Pierre do? That's right. He's a cool guy. He's a cigarette smoker. He pulls out his lighter and he flicks it on. And the fire dances on the walls of the cave. And Pierre feels old. Pierre feels Sturdy. He keeps walking by light of his lighter. Classy lighter. It's a Zippo. He knows all the tricks. He knows how to do all the flips and tricks, but there's no time for that. Eh, you're saying there's all the time in the world for, for tricks. Not when you're on a purposeful spirit quest in a cave in the Swiss Alps, you ignoramus. Pay attention. You understand what's going on? Pierre is having the reset of an absolute lifetime. So Pierre walks for miles into this cave and finally he comes to this great room. You're saying, a great room in a cave? Yes, yes, yes. It is a great room. And not just because Pierre's in there. Because that makes just about any room great, doesn't it? You should make a movie about this. Some French kid who runs away and joins the circus. They've probably made movies about this. They've probably made a bunch of movies about this, and I'm just unaware of them. So it doesn't matter. And plus, my plot line's way fucking cooler. So, Pierre's in this great room of this cave. And he swipes his lighter to the left. And to the right, before him, he sees this craggy mound of sharp objects. He says, whoa, is that, is that a pile of swords? 
before he knows it, that pile of swords, or so he thought, comes to life. Comes to life. Yes, this is the story of when Pierre encountered the dragon, Ragnabog. So many of the DarbyCast listeners had already anticipated the dragon having a sweet name, but maybe, maybe none of you anticipated just how sweet it could really be. Ragnabog. So Pierre, he sees this dragon come to life in all his brilliance. He spreads his wings. He says, wow, you're well put together, man. And the dragon is startled by an intruder, but Pierre knows just what to do. He offers the dragon a cigarette. He says, hey, you want to chill for a second? The dragon, like, yeah, yeah, I'm game, I'm game. Nobody's ever offered me a cigarette. Everybody's thinking, this just doesn't, every dragon story I've ever heard, the dragons have been crazy. They've been destructive. They've killed people. They burn everything. I'm like, in any of those stories, did anyone simply offer that dragon a cigarette? Seems like a pretty sensible choice, if you ask me. So Pierre and Ragnabog, they're just chiefing their heat sticks. And, and Ragnabog, he says, so why are you here, bro? What's, uh, what's going on, man? Why are you in a cave in the Swiss Alps? Like, I'm in a pretty remote region. I don't know if you know, Pierre. You're quite a ways off the beaten path. God, this is a great metaphor. And Pierre says, I don't know, man. I just had to get away from it all. You know, the circus? Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, feel disillusioned with all the illusions. And Ragnabog, he says, tell me about it. I've been around for thousands of years, man. Hey, you got another cigarette? I, I went right through that one. And Pierre's like, of course, bro. Enjoy yourself. And Ragnabog, he says, yeah, I've been around for thousands of years. Things get boring, man. And Pierre's like, well, I feel like such a piece of shit because I haven't been around for thousands of years. There's just been too much going on. Too much for me to, to take in. And Ragnabog's like, you know, that's kind of a tomato-tomato kind of situation. You know? Or I think we're talking about the same thing. Whether it's being around for a long time and, and seeing a lot of stuff over a long period of time. Or whether it's seeing way too much in a short period of time. I get it, man. I get it. Pierre's like, I knew you would. Ragnabog, what else you got for me? You got any stories? And Ragnabog's like, yeah, yeah. Europe is um, is where I live, and boy, shit's been. Uh, yeah, they they haven't really liked dragons much. People are always coming around trying to slay me. Nobody's offering me a cigarette and becoming friends with me, and and just being a chill bro. Why are you doing this, Pierre? I don't understand. And Pierre's like. Honestly, like, you just seem like a really good guy. I think people have the wrong idea about you. Wrong idea about dragons. And Ragnabog's like, well, yeah, that may be true, but 
you came in here with the heart of a champion and you had no idea what the hell was going to happen. And you must be going through a little bit of a rough patch, Pierre. And Pierre's like, you got me. Ragnabog, you are as wise as you are mighty. You see it. You see it. I'm I'm exhausted. Okay. And Ragnabog's like, let me do you a solid, Pierre. Let me grant let me uh let me grant you a wish. Okay. And Pierre's like, I thought that was uh I thought that was for genies. And uh and Ragnabog, he's like, no, genies are fucking lame. And and like, what a bunch of hacks just giving out three wishes. I'm a one wish kind of guy, and it's like, I'm not gonna put any stupid stipulations. The genie community just putting all these provisos on the on the wishes. Really lame. It's like, yeah, you got three wishes, but all the best stuff's taken. So like, what the what's the point? No, no, no. The name's Ragnabog. I'm going to give you a wish and it'll be whatever the hell you want, man. How about that? That's a better deal, isn't it? Pierre, he thinks he's like, oh, what do I want? I want to uh, have I want to live forever. No, no, no. Ragnabog, you seem pretty bummed out by living for way too long. Um, do I want to uh, be extra strong? No, no. My, I'm already almost too strong with how cool I am when I smoke cigarettes. I don't need that. Um, how's, uh, how's flying, Ragnabog? And Ragnabog says, it's, uh, it's huge. It's, uh, it's all there is in this world. It's the only thing that keeps me going. And Pierre's like, I don't even want to fly full time because I don't want to ruin it. I feel like everything that I do too much, I just, it ends up being lame. Can we just go? Can I fly on your back one time? Can we go for like a casual fly? I think that would renew my sense of self. And Ragnabog's like, that's a very sensible and well thought out uh, request. I'm not, you know what? Keep that wish in your back pocket. You may need it at a later time. You bum me a couple cigarettes. I see no problem. Hop on. Where are we going? And Pierre says, I want to go. I want to go back to France for a, for a minute and say, oh, well, we're actually, we're not too far away. Let's, uh, let's give it a go. Pierre, he mounts, he mounts Ragnabog and, and Ragnabog, he uh, says some kind of weird dragon phrase and the, an opening in the cave presents itself and they say, all right, let's do this. Pierre says, all right, man. All right, Ragnabog, this is sick. Thanks, man. You know, I was halfway considering hanging out with the Chinese kids and doing a bunch of LSD and rolling around in a in a wheat field while techno was playing, but this seems cooler. Seems like not as many people get to do this. I want to do this. And they take off and they just fly into the night sky. Oh man, what a rush. Pierre. He's not afraid of the dragon. He's not afraid of anything because he knows he's like, ah, the way that I'm going to conquer the dragon is by facing it head on and figuring out that, oh, this dragon just, he just needed a cigarette. And as they're up there, Pierre's like, I know what my wish is. I know what it is, Ragnabog. The dragon turns around. He says, he just kind of cranes his head to the side and he's like, hit me with it. 
dog. And Pierre's like, can you put on this song? Um, can you spirit a Bluetooth speaker out of nowhere and then uh, put the song Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz on repeat? I feel like it would really frame this well. This whole what we're doing. I think that would be pretty cool. And Ragnabog's like, dude, don't even waste a wish on that. I got you. And then just the Lenny Kravitz starts blasting and and Ragnabog's feeling it. And and Pierre's feeling it. And they should go back to France and then they, they touch down. And Pierre's like, you know, I, I ran away. I ran away a long time ago because things were fucked up. And I, you know, I thought I could just get some cheap thrills by, you know, the circus seemed really entertaining. My way of escaping. But now that I'm back, I just want to, I want to do things the right way. And, and Ragnabog's like, I respect that so much. Like, can I just tell you for a second how much I respect that? Not everybody's thinking like that, Pierre. Not everybody's thinking like that. You are a very, excellent person and so pierre's like listen man ragnabog would you uh would you kind of like fix things in france like you know what i'm talking about like a little bit you kind of know what i'm talking about and uh and ragnabog's like bro fucking say less and that's where i'm gonna stop the story and that's and that is Europe Tuesday. What a mighty Europe Tuesday this was. What a cliffhanger of an ending. I know uh a lot of my stories in my books, I purposefully end them in a very emotionally unsatisfying way where I just don't say enough. I think I need to take that a little bit more uh to the Darby cast. Just leave you leave you hanging a couple times and let you fill in the blanks. Use your imagination. What do you think, Ragnabog? What were the orders of business that he took care of? And he just knew. He was like, yeah, all right, Pierre. And then, uh, and then Pierre becomes a, a hero. He becomes a hero. A hero in France. That's Europe Tuesday for you. Bet you didn't think you were getting into this. Bet you didn't. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing day. And if you're feeling really like, I could really, I want to be on Pierre's wavelength. And it's like, listen, you got to go inward. You got to go into that, uh, that cave, whatever that means to you. Offer that dragon, whatever it is. That's something that scares you or that should scare you. Offer it a cigarette and be like, bro, let's chill. Let's sort this out. And then fly and then follow your destiny. Darby cast Europe Tuesday. <laughs>